Stop. This is your spoiler alert. What you are about to hear is an after show for WandaVision Season 1, Episode 1. We're going to cover plot details and Easter eggs, so if you haven't seen the episode yet, slash you don't want to have it spoiled for you, turn back now. This is your final warning. Welcome to the Pluses Loose, Cola WandaVision, a new watch-along Patreon podcast from the nerds that debate this. Now, this is the first episode of the Pluses Loose, so this every time I say it, I laugh. It's such oh a good name. God. This episode is going live not only on our Patreon, but on our main feed as well. If you're catching this on the main vein and like what you hear, you can get the rest of these episodes every Saturday by joining up at patreon.com slash debate this cast. With that said, I am Matt Cole, and joining me today is Todd Thomas. Todd, welcome to the Pluses Loose. I hate this name, but I love what we're doing. So what did you think of the first episode of WandaVision? Man, I was thrilled. I've, I just told you this a second ago. As of the time our listeners hear this, I'll have watched that first episode three or four times. Scarlet Witch is one of my favorite Avengers, so I just was thrilled to see her back, and I loved everything they're doing. This energy, I texted you immediately as I started watching it this morning, and I uh, I am just thrilled at everything going on right now. Yeah, I love that our whole Discord decided, like, all right, it's 9 a.m., it's time to watch WandaVision now. This is what we're yeah. doing. Um, at least three of us were on the clock while we were watching Disney+. Plus. Yep, absolutely watched Disney+, Plus from the gym today. Uh, but I agree, man, this was, for the first... Marvel content that we have gotten since July of 2019. Mm -hmm. This could not have been a better way to get it started again. Like it felt so good to be back in the universe and so good to be with these characters again. Like it, it just felt great. I loved it. Yeah. Did you happen to watch Marvel Legends beforehand? I did. I really liked that. That is a very not that we're here to talk about Marvel Legends, but that's part of Disney Plus. Um, that it was such a good and clever idea of like, we're going to make sure we have refreshed your minds of who these heroes are and their stories to get here. That's so smart. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to just bring it up at the top of this episode in case anybody ignored that spoiler warning and barreled on through. Uh, I was talking <laughs> to my mom today and she was like, what is this WandaVision thing I keep seeing on my social media? Uh, and I explained it to her and I told her like, this is a new jumping in point. So if you have ignored the last 23 movies and are looking to jump into the MCU, WandaVision is a great place to do it. And mm -hmm. Marvel Legends is, like Todd said, also on Disney Plus, but is a six to seven minute clip show about yep. one hero to give you all of the relevant information you need to start right now. And it was great. Yeah, I thought I, it kind of hit me by surprise. And I was like, this is so cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. This is the first episode of P.I.L. colon W, so we're still working out on these segments. But the first thing I'd like to do is provide our listeners with a synopsis of the episode. But this is a short podcast and these episodes aren't long either. So, Todd, I would like for you to give us a synopsis of this episode in 60 seconds or less. I have a timer. It will go off. 
And I don't know if you know this or not, but 60 seconds is about 140 words. And I counted the words on your synopsis that you have written here earlier. And about halfway, you hit 130. So we'll see how this goes for you. Ready, set, go. Holy shit, it's been since July 2019 since we were given new MCU content. And I'm pumped to be here with you, Matt, and the listeners. We are given inexplicably Wanda and Vision, now married and living in a place called Westview in black and white. And, you know, before you can ask questions as to why they are there, we just get just enough exposition from the intro theme that we accept that they are in a sitcom-esque world and we move on accordingly. The couple cannot figure out why today is a date marked with a heart, which kicks off a very sitcom situation of the couple hosting Vision's boss and wife for dinner while Wanda thinks it's their anniversary. Goofs and they take place. A classic, hilarious miscommunication bit takes place, they host the dinner, and we see the fourth wall suddenly break down as they come to a full stop before Wanda gets everyone back on script and the show completes its episode like a typical bottled sitcom, and everyone moves forward as though nothing has taken place at all. Wow! 50 seconds! Ooh! I wanted to really nail it, because I know you're gonna do- So, the the secret here is that Matt is the through line of this series, and I'm waiting- the next person will have not listened to this one by the time they record it. And I want to be I want to play this game of how close can I get to 60 seconds? And I'm pretty happy with that. You have set the bar high. 50 seconds is very good. I think that at the end of this run of the plus is loose, which I'm going to say as many times as I can, <laughs> uh, we are going to have to pick out who did the <laughs> closest to 60, who did the worst and who did the fastest. So uh, I am looking forward to that. Yeah, the, the general point to take away is that this was a good episode to set the foundation. Um, and I mean, we're going to talk a bit in here in you know, the next part about that. But I think that this did just enough to like get people up to speed and it never really stopped. It, yeah, so I'll, I'll let you go, Matt, and I'll, I'll plug things in from there. Yeah, for sure. I think that, like you said, this was such a great place to jump back into the MCU. And mm-hmm. this episode did such a good job of starting off as a very normal like this is a goofy sitcom starring the scarlet witch and vision and didn't really break from that until the last i don't know 90 seconds of the episode which is really awesome i really really liked that and listeners of the plus is loose ding uh we are not going to spend an hour going through every single plot point absolutely not this uh Disney Plus show like that's not what we started this podcast for we just wanted to give you some of the big things that we caught and break them down a little bit and then go through a whole bunch of easter eggs so this episode being the first episode and having 85% of the content being very introductory like a lot of plot development and, and character building and I guess like a reintroduction to the MCU didn't feel like it had a ton of huge plot points to go through. But the first one I do want to touch on is that Wanda and Vision clearly <laughs> have no idea where they are or how they got here. Yeah, and that's that's what I had said in that intro, that it's so funny that like we are not given any context whatsoever. And the only bit of context you really get is like the intro theme song of the like, you know, they're suddenly married and they're here. And like you don't as a as a viewer get time to really like process that before the story just moves on like there's kind of this like wink and a nod and you're like i I guess i guess we're gonna move on and it's so it's so good like the the fact they don't really know and they don't really talk about it and like that's the thing it's a wink and a nod and everyone moves forward 
Yeah, exactly. And moving into that whole scene of them being like, of course I know why there's a heart on the calendar. Don't you know why there's a heart on the calendar? <laughs> um, they obviously, like, they have no idea about anything before the moment they walked through the door of that house that we see mm -hmm. in the intro, which is interesting. But the more you think about it, the scarier that gets. Yeah. Like, to have these two really, like, high-level superheroes who just fought in the greatest war that humanity has ever seen and yeah. saved the whole goddamn universe. Also, Vision is dead. Like, he has Vision's been dead. dead for a while. Mm -hmm. um, that was, what, it was five years? Five years. So, yeah, Vision's been dead for at least five years. Wanda's been snapped for five years. Uh-huh. And so she just, like, is back. And mm -hmm. suddenly, they are in this this house in Westview with no idea how they got there, no idea what's going on, and apparently no concern about either of those two facts. And I think it's probably important to state that, like, it's very obvious. We have no idea what time this is happening. Like, the last time we saw Scarlet Witch was at Tony Stark's funeral. And so we saw her talk to Hawkeye and be like, oh, yeah, they're looking down on us. And we never, we don't know what has happened since then. So I think that's worth noting that, like, canonically, we don't know where this falls aside from likely after that moment. Yeah, exactly. And to continue on with this idea of them not knowing what's going on, we see Vision at work having no idea what he does, which yeah. <laughs> I really level with because most days I don't know what I do. Like, I don't know what purpose I serve. It's so good because it just fits into this, like, very, very classic, like the, the sitcoms are trying to emulate there. Like, oh, I work at the hat factory where we make hats. We're never going to talk about it ever again, but I make hats like that's I just love the idea of like, oh, computer processing or whatever he said. Yeah. And like and he's like, well, what does that mean? Well, it means this. All right. <laughs> like, it's all the hand waving that we did for these sitcoms back then. But like with a new layer of the characters also don't understand it. Yeah. And I don't remember the exact line, but it was something along the lines of like, what are we computing? We're computing our input and output, our input and output of what our input and output of computations. Like, yep, exactly. It's just this weird loop. Um, but the weirdest thing about this scene was that other people call vision vision. Yes, I think that's awesome. Yeah, that like it hit my ear so weird because they really committed to the bit on this mm -hmm. 1960s, like late 50s, early 60s sitcom, which is cool. And we'll talk about more when we get to Easter eggs. But both the names Wanda and Vision are not 1960s middle America names. So no. to hear all of these people referring to him as Vision was very strange. Mm -hmm. So moving on from here, the the big bit of the episode is... What's the big deal about today? Oh, we're having <laughs> Vision's bosses over for dinner. Vision's boss and his wife. And we get that fun phone call of like, Vision thinks it's one thing. Wanda thinks it's another thing. It's that classic mix em up, goof em up moment. Hilarity ensues. We all laugh together. Um, but we're going to cut ahead a little bit in our breakdown and talk about once the Hearts, which Mr. and Mrs. Hart are Vision's boss and Vision's boss's wife. The, the actress that plays Kitty Foreman was a fantastic cast yeah, for that. that phenomenal was casting. So good. All of the casting in this is so good. I've loved every, I've only had 50 minutes of WandaVision so far, and I love all of the casting. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but once they are already at the the WandaVision household, I don't we don't have a family name for them yet. No. They they start to kill time in the sense of Wanda's got to do a whole big sitcom to cook a meal and Vision is killing time and suddenly Mrs. Hart starts to talk about having a headache and her head spinning and this was really the first moment that I felt like things were starting to break, you know, mm-hmm. and like the obviously there's this dissonance of Wanda and Vision don't really know what's going on or why it's happening. But this point of Mrs. Hart having a headache and needing to sit down felt more than just like, oh, she needs to eat and she's hungry. It felt like Mm -hmm. something with this reality is starting to break down. Yeah, like there was starting to be like a crack in what was going on. Like, like dinner is supposed to be delivered. It has not been delivered yet. Something's going wrong and the characters are having a reaction due to the, the, the plot not moving forward like it should. Right. And we glazed over the introduction of Wanda's neighbor, Agnes, um, who there's a whole bunch of fan speculation about who Agnes's character is and if she is likely the witch Agatha Harkness. Let me say that again. Likely the witch Agatha Agatha Harkness. God damn it. Agatha Harkness. And we'll get into that more in a, a later episode because she doesn't play a huge role in this episode. Mostly she's there. But the the reason I bring her up is because both Agnes, the neighbor, and Mr. and Mrs. Hart spend their time grilling Wanda and Vision on why they're there, where they came from, how long they've been married, why don't they have kids, so on and so forth. And that's when things really start to break down. And that brings us to dinner, which, Todd, I know is something you really want to talk uh, about. I super so want to get into it. I'll, uh, I'll let you take that. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of the thing that leads to dinner is, you know, they're asking all these questions and um, Mrs. Hart's asking questions and Mr. Hart ultimately starts choking and Mrs. Hart just keeps saying, stop it. And it leads to this moment where, like, kind of what we were just talking about, where the the normal storyline breaks down, like in any storyline like this in, in a typical, you know, 50s, 60s sitcom, like. He would cough up the food and everything would be fine. But that doesn't happen. Like Mrs. Hart just keeps repeating. Stop it. Almost like um, like there's a play going on and someone forgot their line. Yeah. And so the person who's prompting that line keeps saying that line over and over and over again. And like to me, the thing this is like the most important part of the episode. Well, one of the most important parts of the episode. There's this moment where Vision freezes and Wanda freezes as well while Mr. Hart is coughing. And if you notice it, Wanda drops her accent and she tells Vision to help him. So yeah. like she uses her like Sokovian accent like she's dropped her character, like she's broken the script because she controls this moment and has like told Vision to help. And like so Vision obviously does his vision shit and like phases his hand into Mr. Hart's throat and pulls this food out. And even then, um, Vision, I think, refer like reverts to more of a jarvis tone mm-hmm. and says i think he even says sir in it and he's like oh here you go sir and like picks up mr hart and there's kind of a beat and then everything just moves on as normal like in my mind this was the like big moment that tells me that like this is a fabricated reality obviously 
and that I'm hedging bets right now that like Wanda is in some sort of control of it. Like she was the one that was able to say like, wait, help him. Let's get it back on track. And then they picked up as though nothing had happened. Like after he was done almost dying by choking on food. Yeah. And honestly, the way I took it was that this guy is choking on food and Mrs. Hart is repeating stop it. And when she first says stop it, it seems like she is talking to her husband. And Ah. then as it's going on, it switches that it seems like Mrs. Hart is talking to Wanda. Asking her to stop it. Yeah, you can see a moment where she is looking at Wanda saying, stop it, stop it. And I, Kitty, what's her name? Oh, man, I'll have to look up her name real quick. Yeah, um, find her name real quick. But she sells it so well. And you can see the switch where, like, it goes from this, like, oh, (laughs) stop it to this, like, begging of please, please stop it. Um, Deborah Jo Rupp, who just, like, we stand. Deborah Joe Rupp on this podcast. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So that was definitely the big moment. Mm -hmm. And like Todd said, they pluck the cherry out of his throat and move on like everything is Gucci. And the end of this episode is Wanda and Vision sitting on the couch saying like, maybe we are a normal couple. And Wanda blinking wedding rings onto their fingers fade out initial credits second fade out (laughs) somebody is watching the tv show that we are watching and that somebody is writing in a sword notebook sword of course being in the marvel comics the sentient world observation and response department in the marvel cinematic universe has been changed to the sentient weapon observation and response division which i think you know and we we can get to speculation a bit later but i think like the the first guess here is that like whatever is going on with wanda is being you know observed by these people who are tasked with overseeing sentient weapons yes Uh uh-huh exactly and i i really think that what we are leading to and again we'll get into predictions is that Wanda is the sentient weapon being observed. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. So let's move into some Easter eggs, things that these you, are fun. They're these so are good. fun stuff. And Marvel does such a good job of chalking everything full of Easter eggs. And I wasn't sure how much we were going to get in a 25 minute TV episode. And we got enough. Yeah. Yeah. So starting from the very start, I didn't catch all of these. I got a lot of these off Reddit. I got a lot off Looper and Screen Rant and whatever uh, and new rock stars. But Easter egg number one, the date is August 23rd, 1961, uh, which somebody fit together because only or August only starts on Tuesdays in certain years. Yeah. And the the year that the first year that it could have been was like 1954. But a girl in the episode says she wants a color TV or, or an ad says she wants a color TV and the color TV wasn't out. Th- I don't know. Whatever. April 23rd, 1961, um, which to tie this to a sitcom that they are spoofing, uh, you're looking at like I Love Lucy or Dick mm-hmm. Van Dyke. It definitely also gets those vibes from Bewitched and I Dream of Jeannie, which like I remember um, 
like watch it. These are all the old Nick at Night shows that came on in the 90s. Um, here I am making the joke about Matt being young before anyone else gets the chance to in this podcast. But I watched these all like on Nick at Night when I was, you know, in second grade before going to bed. And let's point out, you watched them all on Nick at Night 30 years after yeah, they aired on yeah, TV yeah, for yeah, the yeah. first time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, Bewitched and I Dream of Genie are a little bit later and sure, were sure. more what I tagged on for the second episode. Uh, yeah. um, but to continue that Dick Van Dyke show reference, in the intro, there's this nice little like <laughs> an Ottoman. Yeah, a nice nod to the Dick Van Dyke show intro, where in the intro, titular character Dick Van Dyke trips over an Ottoman and Vision carrying Wanda phases through the Ottoman. It's very good. Yeah, just a nice little nod. Yeah, I think it was also uh, neat to point out that at least parts of WandaVision, some of these earlier episodes, or at least the first episode, um, were filmed in front of a live studio audience, which I think catches some of that same energy, which is very, very cool. Something that I can't claim, so another Easter egg that I can't claim knowledge for, but I did do some searching and found, is that the date of August 23rd, which is ironically my birthday, which is neat. Oh, congratulations. Um, is, how about that? They asked me about it. Um, it is... <laughs> It is uh, it is guessed that that could be a reference to Avengers 238, which is a uh, a comic that was titled Alt uh, Unlimited Vision, which included Monica Rambeau, who ends up in this series, as we know at the time, I believe she was she was titled Captain Marvel. She's known as Photon, um, but it was Unlimited Vision. It had Monica Rambeau, it had Scarlet Witch, and it had Vision in it, who had been reactivated long after having destroyed like five issues earlier so that is at least a good guess from like the comic community why august you know 23rd was the choice so you know 823 slash 238 yeah and keep that uh avengers 238 reference in your brain because we're going to talk about that in the next episode where they reference another avengers comic in that same arc Uh, a couple of easter eggs that i did catch myself and i was very proud of (laughs) <laughs> One, to say that they really committed to the bit on this 19, early 1960s sitcom is to hit the nail on the head because not only is the whole episode in the 4-3 aspect ratio where you get the like Marvel opening, it shrinks to 4-3, and then when it fades out to the sword observation, it goes back to your regular, more standard, modern aspect ratio. That was cool. Also. This whole episode, all of the audio is in mono and not in stereo. Yeah. Uh, which is you hear it when you're listening. If you have headphones on when you watch this. Yeah. Uh, so that was really cool. And then also in the very beginning, when uh, Wanda's like flipping some plates and stuff around, you can see the wires moving and <laughs> some of the jump cuts aren't perfect, really just to like nail in on that uh, that 1960s feel. Yeah, um, I think that was that was just super fun to like watch. Uh, so um, it was in our discord, like our, our private uh, debaters discord that someone had said, like, how good it is to f- hear the Marvel intro theme again. It's just been so long. <laughs> and like to hear that then switch to mono audio is like jarring, but fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, There were there are a couple fun quotes again, like just really good Easter eggs that really early on in the episode, a plate smashes off of Vision's head. And 
Scarlet Witch says, my husband and his indestructible head, which is quite jarring, knowing that the last time we saw Vision on screen, he had the mind gem ripped out of his head. Literally a hole in his head. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, a similar thing happens at dinner. Mr. Hart makes the line, you're awfully dense, Vision, which like Vision's power is to control the density of his body. So I put a note in here. This is fun what we are doing. (laughs) (laughs) It is. This is indeed fun what we're doing. Um, to move on to something else fun, apparently a through line in WandaVision, at least for these first two episodes, is that they're going to slot in some period commercial breaks, which so like, cool, so cool, so perfect, so smart. Yeah, <laughs> so so chill, so fresh, um, <laughs> really enjoyed it. But a couple of things to point out about the Toastmate 2000 commercial. <laughs> Stark Industries toaster. Obviously, from Stark Industries, Tony Stark, Howard Stark, Stark Industries. These are names that we know from Marvel. Uh, But some interesting things. That blinking red light on the toaster is the first color that we see in this series. Ooh, yeah, the only color that we see in this episode in the WandaVision universe, not counting the sword observation that we see at the very end. Second... The beeping that we hear near the end of the commercial as the light beeps is the exact same sound effect as the beeping of the Stark bomb from Iron Man 1 back in 2008. Mm, Yeah, you're right. And so what we can theorize that this is a reference to is in Age of Ultron, when we meet Wanda and Pietro Maximoff, they talk about being buried in the rubble of Sokovia in like buried in rubble with a stark bomb that Mm -hmm. never went off and so this is a nod to that initial trauma that wanda has with her brother in the mcu or the first thing that we hear about which is really cool which i mean in in full you know disclosure uh matt and i have the ability to record this episode having seen the second episode And I think it is a safe assumption at this point and a hopeful assumption, in my opinion, that these product placement commercials are like key like characters from the like Wanda's past, because boy, will that be fun. Oh, yeah. And like, man, like and what like a good projection of her like subconscious, depending on what actually is going on here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So to finish out with a couple more Easter eggs here. Um, Just a fun little period thing uh, talking about this being in the era of the Red Scare and Mrs. Mm -hmm. Hart saying we don't break bread with Bolsheviks. uh, I think it was Mr. Hart, but the point still stands. Yeah, Yeah, I I I think it was. I watched Um, it three times today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll defer to you for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But after uh, after Vision saying that his wife is European and this is a standard Sokovian (laughs) greeting. Um, and that her dress is so Covian. Covian. That was so good. Yeah, it was great. Um, but the other thing, going back to the dinner table. So when there is this break in character mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Mrs. Hart is saying stop it. And we cut to WandaVision and she loses the accent, breaks character. We actually switch from a three camera shot to a single camera shot, which is super jarring and is super like. You are now focused on just one character yep. as opposed to seeing the whole table. And it feels weird. I got actual goosebumps when that happened. Yeah, I totally got goosebumps at the end of this episode at that point. Um, yeah, a couple other that I had picked up on, and I actually caught these by listening to 
I think it was the Jimmy Kimmel interview with um with Elizabeth Olsen, which was very good. He like pinned her down and was like, I'm going to ask you some things. And she just was <laughs> not ready. And uh, one of them was that on Vision's tie, there are there's a block like a box with two dots inside and two outside, which he had even asked, like, is that representative of you and Vision being like trapped inside something while there are people outside something? And she was like, huh, that'd be really good, isn't it? <laughs> like, Very, very funny. And then um, I think a big one that this one's just too on the nose to be wrong is the I'm going to murder how you pronounce this Maison Dupree um, on the bottle of wine at dinner um, effectively translates to House of Contempt or House of Misery, which is just super a nod to the House of M storyline, which, you know, knowing how we're going to finish this episode, I'll talk a hot second about. But I, I just can't imagine that that wasn't super intentional. Yeah. Uh, And then the very last Easter egg that I've got is that at the end of the episode, the shape of the fade out is a hexagon. Uh. And there are a bunch of interesting nods to the number six throughout these first two episodes. Mm. And I'm not trying to get into numerology today, but a lot (laughs) of weird nods to the number six and this continuing theme of hexagons. Um, And so like, you know, but um, hexagon. It could be that it could also be the introductions to a tie to Mephisto and the devil's number. And so on. Mm-hmm. like I said, I'm not doing numerology in this episode, but um, everything I read said, hey, look, hexagons. Hey, look, more hexagons. Hey, maybe we should be looking for hexagons like hidden yeah. Mickey's, which I didn't <laughs> see. I didn't see a hidden Mickey in this. I hope that there isn't one. But at the oh, same time, hmm. kind of hope that there is. It's fair. I um, mean, I would say, too, like that all plays into the ending credits where they are actually running the full credits, you see a number of images being built, obviously like the headdress for Scarlet, Witch, like visions headdress. Those really aren't Easter eggs. That's just a thing, but like it builds a full house out of that Scarlet red color. So I think there's just a lot of things pointing to that future uh, that I wouldn't necessarily call Easter eggs, but they're, they're, they're plot points that are aiming a specific direction for sure. So, Last but not least, this is the part of the show where we're normally going to make some predictions for the next week. But obviously, this week we already know what's coming because two, count them two, episodes premiered on D+. When you're listening to this yesterday, when Todd and I are recording this like 12-ish hours ago. (laughs) Um, So in lieu of predictions for episode two, I would like us to drop some predictions on what's coming for this season of WandaVision. Yeah, man, I want to throw like some big, some big, like call some big shots, throw some big Hail Marys for the overarching uh, storyline here. So like I said, there's definitely a House of M storyline connection. Um, If you are not familiar with the House of M storyline, to summarize it as briefly as possible, uh, Magneto and Professor X are so worried that Wanda Scarlet Witch's powers are beyond her control that they are trying to control her and she builds an alternate universe using her mind um, that is the universe that she wants and in the end it goes poorly as you can imagine and that is what led to um, the quote no more mutants which cut mutants down from like hundreds of thousands to hundreds I don't know how that all fits in but likely following the House of M storyline um, Matt had talked about it earlier so Agnes, the neighbor, is Agatha Harkness, very likely. If you don't know much about her history, um, she's sometimes good, sometimes bad. Definitely ties back to Wanda. Um, and her biggest tie back to Scarlet Witch is that she was 
a part of the storyline where she had been given children, but had been given to her by Mephisto, which is the MCU version of the devil. So I think that is likely forthcoming. Who knows when? But the biggest call that I'm going to make is that um, I believe Wanda is trapped in some sort of dream world or a dream reality. She's being monitored by S.W.O.R.D. Um, they are trying to reach her, so I don't know if they helped get her to this situation or they're trying to save her from it. But my call is that all of these cast members we're seeing are actual people that are being drawn into this reality by Wanda because she might somehow be in control, but it is being manipulated and it is most likely being manipulated by nightmare um who is the bad guy that obviously controls nightmares and is tied to dr strange and we know that's tied to this yeah uh, i echo a lot of those same predictions um there will likely be house of m storyline connections for sure Mm -hmm. but i think weirdly enough house of m in the comics was marvel saying no more mutants and mm-hmm. i think that it's going to be the mcu saying all the mutants Ooh, um, yeah and, and so i think it's going to work a little bit differently i do think that agatha harkness is agnes i think that her husband who she talks about but we've yet to see is Ooh, yeah. likely going to be mephisto imho mm. um i also think that this is a reality that wanda is creating sort of the mm. idea i've had in my head is that Wanda probably walked away from Tony Stark's funeral and then had some sort of psychotic break after the loss of vision. And my idea, and I don't know how true this is, is that Westview itself is a real place that Wanda, Wanda Maximov has had her breakdown within and has absorbed (laughs) the town of Westview like a bubble into her reality. Um, I do think that she is largely in control of what is happening, but I think that somebody else is using Wanda and her ability to create this reality to insert themselves into our reality. Yeah. Whether that's Nightmare or Mephisto, I'm not super sure. Uh, I'm a little bit more on the Mephisto side. I don't think we're going to see Nightmare quite yet, but also I'm going to throw the Hail Mary long ball that... Uh, WandaVision ends with Wanda getting out of this reality and everything is great and we get a happy ending and we're like everything's normal there's no problem wow Wanda has the ability to do this crazy thing I hope that doesn't come back up and then Doctor Strange 2 or the surrounding areas is when it does come back up so I don't think that WandaVision at the end is when it all goes to shit I think we get our mostly successful ending at the end of WandaVision, but this is the indication of Wanda's power to tear things down and we're going to see it in a couple movies. Then I want to I want to add in so I'm going to go somewhat contrary into that cuz I think shit's going to go How many episodes does this run? 9. 9. I think shit's going to go super sideways very quickly. Um and you know, here proud of episode 4 or 5, maybe 6. And I think we get Doctor Strange before the series is done that he like comes in and like this. The series is obviously going to be very good about these like gentle taps on the fourth wall. And I think the fourth wall is going to go to shit at about episode seven. And I think that Doctor Strange shows up by episode nine. I can't or eight. I can't imagine it's the last one. And he is the one that they call in to be like, you got to go in and fix this. And I do believe this will 
you know, roll directly into they've rumored it's going to roll into Spider-Man three because that's supposed to have some multiverse implications and it gets resolved in Doctor Strange. And I think it leaves not Scarlet Witch, the bad guy in Doctor Strange um, in the multiverse of madness, but as a like issue that is getting solved because I don't want her to be the bad guy because I really want the buddy cop of her and Doctor Strange solving a problem. Yeah. I will wrap up my prediction in this way to to nail down my contrarian viewpoint to yours, which is I think WandaVision ends with Wanda solving this problem largely on her own and mm-hmm. everyone around her, Sword and Monica Rambeau and whoever else gets pulled in, Jimmy Woo and, and the like, mm-hmm. basically saying, man, it's a really good thing she pulled herself out of that. I hope we don't ever have to deal with that <laughs> without her being able to pull herself out of it because that would yeah. be really difficult and we don't know what to do. I definitely agree that the resolution here breaks everything else. Like, yeah. like yep. it's it's one of those like, good thing I put the fire out in my backyard, all taken care of, and then everything else is on fire. Exactly. And I think that that is going to do it for the first episode of the Plus is Loose colon WandaVision. We're really excited to be doing this watch along podcast and we're planning to do a PIL colon W, but not colon W for every MCU D plus show and maybe other non MCU D plus content. So get ready for a lot of PIL colon question mark, which we wouldn't be able to do without the support of our patrons on Patreon. If you would like to catch the rest of this watch along series, we will be dropping new episodes every Saturday on our Patreon feed which you can subscribe to for just $5 a month at patreon.com slash debate this cast. That is where you can also gain access to our discord and the continuing adventures of Forbergorf and the office drones, our corporate office based D and D actual play podcast. If you like your three weeks of monthly debate, this content subscribe to our Patreon to unlock not only the fourth Tuesday, but the fifth, sixth, seventh and eighth <laughs> Tuesdays in the form of Saturdays after deep loose releases. And with that, thanks for listening in to the Palooza's Loose colon WandaVision one last time for the road. I have been Matt Cole. And I have been Todd, the guy with the big old mustache is my favorite character, Thomas. (laughs) And we'll see you next week.